I am so sick of dating that I am just going to run away to a convent or become like a Celtic <laughs> bog witch. So this is where we start. So what I have found with the women that I have been lucky enough to coach is that what is really stopping them are what we call hidden limiting beliefs. So what are limiting beliefs and how can the mind surgery method actually help release those so you can actually date successfully? So limiting beliefs are things that we we may not even be aware of, that we are they are internal scripts, some of them that are actually in our DNA or in our subconscious minds that were with us before we were even born. Hi, everybody. This is Diane Gilman, the queen of jeans. You may know me from QBCHSN. And here comes a really fascinating segment of our podcast, Too Young to Be Old. Um, are you having trouble dating? Are you over 50? Are you saying to yourself, I'm giving up? Oh, not yet, because you haven't tried the mind surgery method by Martha Bodyfelt. And that is going to be our guest this week. It's a whole new way of looking at dating successfully and determining your dating DNA. So I'm the worst dater in life. I set myself up, Martha, for failure every time. If there's a bad boy in the room, I'm going straight to him. We've and, all been there. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I've been there most of my life. So, Martha, tell us how you came to be a mind surgeon and see dating DNA as a way to go. I want to hear it all. I'm well, we are love it. So thank you so much for having me. We are coming in hot. Hey, everybody. I am my name is Martha Bodyfelt. I am a dating and mindset coach for grown ass women who want to get <laughs> clarity so they can up level their dating game and attract and find the love that they deserve. So yeah, we're just going to get right into it. So Mind Surgery Method is an incredible type of certification that was actually kind of co um, basically put out by one of my incredible mentors named Kara Rice. And it is a program that is based on kind of um, subconscious beliefs, neuro-linguistic programming. That means, so I know that sounds all a whole bunch of like psychobabble, but what I have found with my clients is that incredible women, I work exclusively with grown-ass women who are usually 50 and better, and they'll come to me, they maybe ended a marriage. They maybe have been, you know, maybe they're widows, or they've just been single for a while, and they are trying to date, but they seem to be doing self-sabotage, or they seem to just be kind of attracting the bad boys, or the emotionally unavailable men, or the men oh, who just treat them, oh, we're all there. you need yes. an expert on choosing an emotionally unavailable man, just come to me. Yeah, exactly. And they'll come to me and say, Martha, I have tried everything. I have taken all the shitty advice that I've read. I've been, you know, just try to be myself, try to be cute, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I am so sick of dating that I am just going to run away to a convent or become like a Celtic <laughs> bog witch. So this is where we start. So what I have found with the women that I have been lucky enough to coach is that what is really stopping them are what we call hidden limiting beliefs. So 
what are limiting beliefs and how can the mind surgery method actually help release those so you can actually date successfully. So limiting beliefs are things that we we may not even be aware of that we are they are internal scripts some of them that are actually in our DNA or in our subconscious minds that were with us before we were even born. They may have been passed from our grandmothers. They may have been passed from, if you're into this, prior ancestors or from past lives or whatnot that are telling us basically things that no longer serve us, such as it is not safe to be in a relationship. To be in a relationship means to give up my independence. It could be, it could be, I am too old for love. It is too late for me. Yes, yes. It could be, I am not worthy of love or I am only worthy of bad, you know, of, of attracting bad men or any things like these things that maybe at some point maybe serve you at some point in your life, either as like a protectionary measure or just how you were conditioned, but no longer serving you, which is why you feel stuck and you feel ready to give up. So a lot of dating coaches I know could just say, oh, well, just go to just go to the steakhouse instead. And you're not really digging deep on what the true foundational issues are. So with the mind surgery method, I am a certified practitioner of this solely within dating coaching. I work with my clients to actually safely go into your subconscious, into your unconscious mind, really hone in on what those hidden limiting beliefs are. We blast them to bits and we replace them with healthy beliefs, empowering beliefs for grown ass women. So then you can go and actually have success dating and find love that is healthy for you with, with wonderful men or women or however, however you want to date. So what do you think are the most common mistakes when women try to pick up the pieces from their lives, whether it's a great divorce or their husband was 10 or 15 years older and passed on, or they spent their lives like me in a career, and then by the time they get around to, oh, being single is a little bit inconvenient, what do I do? What are the most common mistakes, and how do we circumvent them or avoid them? Right. So there's a couple of things and I, I see a lot of different mistakes, but there's three common ones that I see with the grown ass women that I work with. So the number one mistake is thinking that they need to date just because they feel pressure to date because uh-huh. that's what everybody's doing. So that is the first mistake. The second one I see is that they date like a 20 year old or a 25 year old. We are mature women, we are evolved women. Our dating strategy should be evolved as well. And the third biggest mistake I see is women relying too much on online dating profiles. So those are the top three mistakes that I see. You know, Martha, if you are gonna use online dating, how do you not rely on online profiles? So here's what I love to, here's kind of the question that I love to, because every, my, all of my clients, it doesn't matter their type of work. It doesn't matter where they live from Shanghai to LA to New York to any town, Ohio. My women tell me the exact same thing. How am I supposed to, this is, this is how we date. So this, you know, what you, you mean, I'm not supposed to online date. And here's the analogy I like to say to my, you know, these incredible successful clients, you're not investing your hard-earned savings 100% in, in crypto, are you? Like, if you did that, people would be like, no, you're an idiot, you know, yeah. uh, crypto crypto is a scam, what are you thinking? No, with your finances, what do you do? 
you have a diverse portfolio, right? So what I like to remind my clients and I work through them is figuring out, yes, absolutely have online dating, that approach as part of your dating portfolio, but don't be 100% rely on it. Don't do that. So there's different ways that you can actually meet men in real life in a way that feels natural for you, organic for you, that feels safe, that makes you feel sexy, that makes you feel confident. And that is a part of the beautiful work after we release limiting beliefs that I'm able to do with my clients as part of my dating DNA framework is to figure out where their ideal type of men are and how they can attract men in that situation. So I don't like to tell my clients never online date because I've had clients who've had very success, you know, great success with online dating. I myself have had success with online dating, but if it is not working for you, that doesn't mean you're not worthy. It doesn't mean that there are no good men out there. It just means that you need to possibly expand where you want to attract and meet men in real life. Okay, but to me, um, I don't even know how to get to success. First of all, at 78 years old, I just turned 78 last week. I don't even know what I want anymore. I want convenience. I've got a big society um, cocktail party to go to and I don't have a man. Oh no, so now I'm gonna have to ask one of my gay friends to volunteer and be what, what we call my walker. I want something occasionally to go to the theater with or or I'd like a travel mate, but sure. I'm not sure I want a full commitment because I'm not sure I want to show my vulnerability. What do you do with someone like me? Right. Well, the first thing I would do is wish you happy belated birthday because I just celebrated your <laughs> birthday Thank last you. week too. So I think we're both, are we Leos or are we, you know, both like cusp between oh, Leo and Virgo? We're totally is, exactly. So that's that's the first thing that I would do is wish you happy belated birthday. The second thing I would do actually falls into some of the words that I hear you're saying that, well, I think I want to date. I would like to have a companion to go, you know, to dinner, to go to some shows with all of those things. Um, My mother was actually a walker at the Emmys. She used to work for the Emmys in the 1970s. So I know exactly what you're talking about with the walkers. Um, But that actually falls into the second biggest mistake that I see my grown ass women clients making is actually not having the clarity on why they even want to date. So So, true. And so what I do see is there is a societal pressure that, well, I'm going to feel weird if I'm not, you know, with a date, I'm sick and tired of asking, you know, everybody loves a gay friend, but I'm sick and tired of asking them. They probably want to go do their own thing or I'm sick and I don't, I'm going to feel weird. And so One of the biggest mistakes that we have is when we are doing that, we are dating from a place of scarcity that, well, I want to find a companion and I want to find a partner. So let me just go online and see who's out there. And then we feel very, very dejected. And so what I like to offer my clients and when I work with them in either my Ready for Love group program or my one-on-one premium programs is get very, very, very clear. Not why, you know, Sarah Jane and Sally want to date but why Miss Fabulous Diane, the, you know, the, the gene queen, why do you want to date? You know, what is it that is making you feel like you want to date? Is it that you have this incredible life and you want to share it? Convenience. Okay. That's it. So for, sh- for social events, of which I have a lot, right. I always feel like everybody around me is mated up or married. And they're mm-hmm. the number one question and you can almost see it like a psychic banner running across their forehead is 
What's wrong with her? Why is she alone? Now, I thought you get into your 70s or you get into your 60s and people start to just leave you alone. But no, they don't. Everybody wants to fix you up with somebody and most of those fix-ups are a disaster. So Right. I see this happening a lot with my clients that, you know, the, the coworker or, you know, it, there's always a well-meaning, you know, um, uh, a well-meaning um, sister or sister-in-law. It's always a fucking sister-in-law. Like there's always, oh, let me, let me set you up. And so I think with that is when I hear you say, well, convenience. So it sounds like you just want some arm candy, but do you want to be friends with someone or you just want to have like someone to just kind of take you out. And that is one of the things that we do in the dating DNA is we get absolute clarity on why do you want to date? And if you're like, well, because everybody thinks that they need to set me up and I'm sick of being asked, that is the things that we impact. Is it, you know, is it then you're, you're hoping that people will just leave you alone because then you have a date? Is it that, you know, why are they pressuring you? Why are they trying to fix you up? Is it because they they're bored? a fantasy. Like, here's a fantasy. Mm -hmm. The fantasy is always, oh, Diane, you should be with some tycoon who's got gorgeous silver hair and a yacht, and he's a great businessman, and you're a great businesswoman. And I'm like, yeah. And those silver-haired tycoons, those silver foxes, are all with a blonde 25-year-old. I mean, they're not... They're not out there trolling for a mid-70s woman who actually still has goals and is still working. I feel like I'm not even on the market. And, and so I would ask you, what do you think are the major obstacles that keep women like me, women over 55, from dating and actually finding a comfortable social slash love niche for themselves. I think there's a couple things. I think one of the number one ones I see, which is why it's so foundational when I work with the mind surgery method and when I do my own kind of trademarked dating DNA is a lack of clarity ha, that we think me. that exact. I mean, and so you are one in a million, but this is one of the things that I hear with, the, the 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 dozens and dozens and dozens of women that I've I've worked with at this point. And so the one thing I see, the number one thing is that lack of clarity. Now I have heard you say, well, so and so says that I should be with a tycoon or yeah. people keep trying to set me up. I have not heard what is what does Diane want. And so that is I think one of the biggest things that are keeping women from dating successfully as grown ass women is there's not there's not a lot of clarity. They think, well, I don't want to be alone and that's why I want to go date. Well, there's there's got to be more to it than that because okay, you're not just looking for anybody so, to fill up that hole. Full disclosure. I've had my heart broken a few times. I mean, I'm 78. Sure. I've been single forever since the guy I lived with for 20 years uh, passed away from cancer mm -hmm. when I was in my late 40s. And to tell you the truth, I'm just too old to waste my time getting my heart broken again. So right. I completely hide my heart and say, no, I don't, I don't want to dive deep. 
I just want a good running mate. That's it. And when I need him, I got him. And when I don't, I just am going about my everyday life, which I truly love. And I have to be the most difficult female human being on earth to figure out how to date me successfully. Well, I do think there would probably be literally thousands of non-committal men who would be completely okay to just be your arm candy. So, and it is taking ownership of that. If you, Diane, know that you don't want to be enmeshed in a relationship, that is what you have to own. That is a standard that you have to own. You have to get so confident in that. And that's the second part of my dating DNA framework is to just really get confident in what you want, not what society is telling you, not what bored but well-meaning friends and family are telling you, none of that, but really taking ownership of what do you want. And if you just want some arm candy, that's a lot easier to find. And that's, you know, not going to have a lot of emotional investment, but that is you have to get confident in the decision that you want. I think that that's very uncommon. And so I I think that um, what, what do you think? Do you think I would find like what I would call limited partnership, right? Mm. Where we just do some stuff together and there's no ties and we are kind of pals. But where do you find that? I mean, seriously, do you find it off the internet? Do you find it in a church group? Do you, I mean, I'm totally confused Mm. about where to go because to tell you the truth, once you pass the age of, let's say 65, and I'm already Mm -hmm. 78, there are no pro forma dating um, rituals for us, because sure. quite frankly, at 78, for most 78-year-old men, sex is questionable. And let's face it, well, okay, I'm just talking honest here. When we were younger, one of the huge motivations for dating was, is he sexy? Is right. he going to be good in bed? Now you're thinking to yourself, how does this guy take Viagra? And if he does, how much? And why isn't there a female Viagra? And oh my God, what are we going to do about that? And so it, it seems to me past a certain age, the questions that were once the foundation of dating mm-hmm. just become sort of unanswerable. Right. And that gives you an opportunity to formulate the questions that you want. It doesn't have to be, is he going to be a good provider? It doesn't have to be, is he going to be a good husband and a good father? It doesn't have yeah. to be, can he have kids? Is it, gonna, it doesn't have to be, is he going to support my career? Because when you are past all of that and you are at this new chapter in your life, you get the beautiful freedom of figuring out what you want. And yeah, there's no pro forma. So you get to make your own. That's a beautiful thing about dating at this point in your life is you get to call the shots and you get to make the rules, but you can't do that if you're still just listening to all the junk that everybody is saying that you should or shouldn't do. Yeah. You could have the clarity. That, that, that vision for me that uh, I'm going to meet a, a Cary Grant or a, uh, Gary Cooper, who's a, a business ski on and he's going to be gorgeous and he's going to love me because I'm good at business and like to go out socially and, 
and it never works that way. But then to make it even more complicated, mm-hmm. having had breast cancer and a double mastectomy, sure. you know, I'm not exactly bikini material. And so when I start to add all of that together, I get so weighed down that I just come up thinking, you know what, at my age, I just want it to be simple. But somehow dating and possibly love is never simple. So now what? Exactly. And that is the beautiful question. That is the beautiful challenge is what is it that Diane wants? Not what is it that society says I want? Not what is it that I think some dude who's, you know, 85, who's only going after 25 year olds. Let's, I don't give a shit what he wants. I don't give a shit what society wants. What I tell my clients, I'm going to tell you what I tell my clients. I give a shit about what you want. And this might be the first time ever in your life that you've been able to take ownership of that because we as women, we have that burden of taking care of everybody else and sacrificing our own happiness until now. And as a grown ass woman, we are now in a position that I get to figure out what I want. And that can be scary because most women have never been given the opportunity to do that until now. So you can decide what you want. It's It's heavy, but... Expected, you know, somebody fixed me up with someone who, oh my God, and and the guy seems so much older than me, but I think that actually he was even a little bit younger, but was a phone date. And so the guy basically rattled off everything his wife, unfortunately, had passed. Mm -hmm. And he rattled off, oh, she was great at making baked ham and she did the laundry every day and the bed was always made and the kitchen was always clean. And I'm thinking to myself, brother, you got the wrong girl here. But I, whenever I'm fixed up, I hear that a lot. What the wife did. So now we're looking for the new wife who's going right. to take over all the functions. Yeah. Right. And just to me, that seems like that that was not a match for you. And that's fine. I hope that he finds the robot he is looking for. I hope he finds like the AI, whatever that this, this gentleman's looking for, but it's not you and you move on and you have the ability to figure out you get to make your own list. And that's something I do in the confidence part of my DNA, my dating DNA with my clients is they have the opportunity for the first time in their lives to figure out what their values are. And what that translate to translates to when dating and what your nice to haves are and what your non-negotiables are. Because this is something that, you know, maybe back in the day, oh, a non-negotiable as a woman was having a man who was going to be a good father and a good provider. That doesn't even have to be the case for you because you were completely, you know, you're not, you just, you don't need that. But what you might want is someone who is kind and has humility and who is, is a gentleman. And this is where the beauty comes of what does Diane want? What does Diane want? I want you to lead with that. What do you want? Not what society wants. What do you want? I don't know anymore. I've had so many failures. I cannot, you know, it is honestly, you're talking to a woman who works very hard for success. And it means a lot to me. And I would say, honestly, 
past the age of 50 and oh yeah, I signed up for a younger boyfriend and I did not like how society treated us. And Mm -hmm. I eventually just said, I'm never, I will never do this again. And if I see friends of mine or celebrities like Cher is with a boyfriend who's 40 years younger than her, Mm -hmm. Madonna Mm -hmm. now has a boyfriend who's like 50 years younger than her. I think, girls, you are signing up for disaster. But, you know, sexual um, appeal and and the play on sexuality was always, if you are a single woman, you Mm -hmm. feel like you're getting noticed for your sexuality and you're noticing the guy and saying, wow. But... In your 70s, that is not something you could necessarily put at the top of your list. And when you take away the things that were important to you or were always your trigger in your youth, I don't see any replacement for that. Those just seem like like sex seems like the 800-pound gorilla in the room nobody wants to recognize, right? But right. I would ask you, what do you think is the most successful vehicle that you see constant as a constant positive for dating over 55? Is it the internet? Is it your church group? Is it where you work? Where where do you see the, the bulk of success happening? I'm going to, this, you might not like this answer, Diane, but the bulk of success I see is the woman's attitude. (gasps) Oh yeah. Yeah. See what I did there? Um, Your attitude and, and your mindset, because I've had, you know, and I think I was talking to you and your, um, you know, your, your assistant the other day where I've had women clients who, you know, are in the tri-state area who say, I've tried it all and I can't find a good man, you know? I've had clients in Shanghai say that. I've had clients in Rio. I've had clients in small town USA. I've I'll had clients say that where, where they live is the worst place in the world today. Everybody right? says that. But everybody I feel says that, that way about New York City. So everybody that says way. that. Yeah. So when we ask where is the best place to meet, you know, to meet men, if I had that one particular answer, I'd be out of a, you know, I'd be out of a job as a dating coach. But what I have seen is the most successful place is starting with your mindset and your attitude. So if you are going in with a, hey, I am here to learn about myself. I am here to learn about what I like and importantly as well, what I don't like. And I am here to just be entertained and I am here to not put pressure on the situation those attitudes of the co- of the women that I work with, the women who have those attitudes, two things happen and both of them are good. They either end up finding great, you know, great men because they have this attitude that's not standoffish. They have an attitude that's not being defensive. They don't have an attitude where they're punishing this guy for some crimes or misgivings that a past man had. You know, if you go in being approachable, if you go in with just a, hey, I'm here to learn about myself and to maybe have a good conversation – that completely takes this pressure off you. And so I have found women with that attitude of, hey, I'm just here to learn what I like and to learn about myself and have fun. They actually end up attracting really great partners or something else happens that's equally as good. I've coached women and they have found that, hey, you know what? Turns out I actually don't even want to date. 
I'm just actually having a good time learning more about myself and finding out more things about myself and having new hobbies and meeting new people. And yeah, you know, actually, I don't really want to date right now. For me, even as a dating coach, and you might think this is weird as a dating coach to say, I'm perfectly happy if if my clients don't even end up like being in a relationship as long as they strengthen the relationship with themselves and they get the clarity that they've never had before. So, you know, I feel that as a businesswoman in a fashion industry and then another beauty-oriented industry, really, which is television, I depended on my looks um, and being able to hide behind those points of my career that were kind of all glitzy and, and also quite frankly, my sexuality also, I can't hide behind those anymore. So I'm going to ask as a final question, do you find that a lot of your clients over 55 feel the same way? Like, wow, this is like being on the moon, not on the earth when it comes to dating past the point where all of that is so automatic. Right. And so what I see with some of my most successful clients is, sure, they don't, you know, they're not having the guys look at them anymore. You know, maybe their tits have fallen a little bit. Maybe, you know, they're getting more hair on their chin. That's me. The amount of money I spend with my electrologist. Exactly. But here's what his what they replace us with that. Yeah, maybe that, you know, they're, they're quote, unquote, you know, personally, I think older women are hotter, but that's just that's just my opinion. But what they replace it with, and I find that I'm I'm in my 40s now, and what I find is kind of that sexuality that we relied on is actually getting replaced with. And there's nothing wrong with being sexy and using your sexuality as long as you take ownership of it. But it is being replaced with something much better, and that is your knowledge and your self awareness. And it is that and taking ownership of that and just being aware of, I don't have to rely on that if I don't want to, but you know what, if I do, and I want to, you know, dress like I did when I was nine, you know, just taking ownership no, no, of that no, 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 and no, knowing, no. but no. taking ownership of that and knowing that you actually have so much power that you weren't even aware of, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40, 50, 60 years ago, whatever. That is what I see. And that is with my most successful clients. And what I help coach them through is they realize that they're the power they have now. And that equals that confidence. And that confidence, it's what's going to attract the incredible men and repel just the really shitty ones. And so that's, if that is what I can help impart with my clients, then I consider that like a job well done. Wow. Because I'm just sort of in that phase. And I bet you a lot of women are. Were you, as you got older, Mm. had less and less interest, less and less guys hitting up on you. And then you just get to a point where you are geared for disappointment and being disillusioned. And I think I need your mind surgery to get out of that headset that I I would love to work with you, Diane. A great part of our viewership is in. Well, thank you. I think I need it. I really, I think that, um, at the very least, just talking to you through this podcast, I'm beginning to realize that the problem isn't so much my age. The Mm -mm. problem isn't so much location. Mm -hmm. The problem is me. (laughs) I have my attitude and we need to sort this out. And that's the work I'm blessed enough to do with the women that I work with. 
Well, yay for you, Marta Bodypelt. I mean, seriously, I really learned. I really actually admitted some things to myself just by just by participating in this podcast today that I probably never would have considered part of my tea, part of my sure. truth. But there we are. And how can we find you? Where can so the, we find you? Yeah, absolutely. So the best place for all the grown-ass, incredible women who are out there listening, watching, is go to my website. It's just MarthaBodyFelt.com, all one word. And I have a free guide for you guys there. You can oh. download the, my, my guide. It's brand new. It's where to start if you haven't dated in years or decades. Yay, that's so me. Go to the site. Go to the for site sure. for the free download. And we'll see you there. All right. Thank you so much, Martha. Thank we'll you. talk soon. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Too Young to Be Old podcast. The episode may be over, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at The Diane Gilman, or visit our website, thedianegilman.com. If you like the show, leave us a rating or a review, and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And until then, don't forget, age is just a number. Together, we'll prove that we are all too young to be old.